This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 151 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm super excited to be here. As always, I love being in your earbuds every week or in your car radio, wherever you're listening to this. And by the way, I would love to know where you're listening to this podcast or how you're listening to this podcast. So snap a photo. Are you in your car? Please only do it when you're parked. Or are you walking your dog, doing dishes? Snap a photo. Let me know and post it on Instagram and tag me at Veronica E. Grant so I can see how you're listening. I love to hear from you and know what you're up to while you're listening on the show. It's just super fun for me. And I mean, if we're being honest, also helps me to see that, oh, I'm not just talking into a mic, you know, going out into the ethers and no one's listening. So thank you for stroking my ego a little bit. (laughs) But anyways, I'm really excited to be here and I'm super excited that it's 2019. In fact, this is the first podcast of 2019. So happy new year, happy January, happy 2019. I love, love this time of year. And what's super fun for me is that, you know, I really honor three New Year's. So there's the Gregorian calendar New Year, right, when January 1st comes around. There's the astrological New Year that happens in April with Aries or the sun going back into Aries. And so that just feels like a spiritual New Year uh, or maybe like a personal growth New Year. And then there's the Jewish New Year, which happens usually in September in the fall. And that just feels like a, yeah, spiritual um yeah, it's another type type of spiritual new year, but I celebrate all three new years and I love looking forward to all three of them every year. But it just so happens that with the Gregorian calendar new year, this is where I really 
make new goals around business and money and things like that. So, you know, and I love that kind of stuff. So this is just a really fun time for me, fresh goal sheets, fresh spreadsheets, like, you know, I love that kind of stuff. So if you are on board with that, then you totally know what I mean. And if you're like spreadsheets and your eyes go across, then you know, maybe not so much. Uh, But anyways, so before we get to today's episode, I have a coaching client. She's from the Love Action Tribe, Mandy, on the call with me. And we're going to get to that in a second. But before we do that, I just want to share a little bit of business gossip. Now, if you're on my email list, you got this email last week. Hopefully you saw it. If not, it's sitting in your inbox. So just search for it. Search my name. You should be able to find it. And if you're not on my email list, you should definitely get there because I often share, you know, personal stories and anecdotes that I just don't really share on the podcast, mostly because the podcast is recorded, you know, fairly far in advance. So it's harder to kind of share like my day to day musings, whereas my email newsletter, I pretty much write on a weekly basis because I want it to feel like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And here's what I'm learning. And here's how it might be able to help you. So it feels a little bit more personal. So if you're not there, um, just go to veronicagrants.com and you can just sign up for my email list there. No matter what freebie you sign up for, it will lead you to my email list eventually. So you can just uh, do that and then get my emails every Thursday morning in your inbox. But what I shared last week was just some updates. So the big update is that hopefully most of you know that I am moving to Mill Valley, California, which is just right across the Golden Gate Bridge in the Bay Area. And um, actually, as you're, if you're listening to this around the time that this episode was released, I am somewhere between Mill Valley and Denver, Colorado. My husband and I are taking a little bit of a road trip to get there because the moving truck takes about seven days. And what fun is it to sleep in a house with none of your stuff and on an uncomfortable air mattress. So we're spending some time in the desert in Utah, and then we're going over to Lake Tahoe. I mean, probably stop at a winery in California on the way there and just having, you know, just a bunch of fun taking our time to get there. So hopefully we only have a night or two without our stuff by the time we get to California. So because we're moving to California, and I know there's a huge group of you who are in that area, and because we just have a different setup and different kind of spacing in our new home, I'm really excited to be hosting in-person VIP days one-on-one with with you, with, with, with those of you who are looking for a really deep transformative day with me. So we'll have big chunks of coaching time in the morning and in the afternoon, we'll work through a lot of blocks and limiting beliefs that are keeping you out of love, out of the career that you want, out of the kind of money you want to be making, you know, whatever in your life that you really want to transform and grow. We can work through a lot of that in a day. In addition to the coaching time, we'll have beautiful meals provided by me and I'll also take you to a sweet, sweet little spa nestled in the Redwoods in Mill Valley, which is just amazing. So obviously that is on me too. So it'll be like the most nourishing, transformative day ever. And if you're a coach or a service-based entrepreneur, we can focus on something with your business. I can help you get more one-on-one clients, create a system around getting one-on-one clients. I can help you go from one-to-one to to -to one-to-many to create some leverage income. I can help you put together a profitable business plan, create a launch plan, spice up copy on your website, whatever you want to work on. We can do that in a day and it can be super, super productive. And of course, meals still provided by me and we'll take some spa time because, you know, 
you got to have some R&R as well. Uh, so if you want some details and want to chat with me about it and um, see if this would be a good fit for you, just simply send me an email. I'm at, no, that's my Instagram. <laughs> send me an email, hello at veronicagrant.com and just put VIP day in the subject line. So I will respond back to you. We'll schedule a time to chat and see what would work for you and what your goals are and how I can support you in an awesome day like that together in Mill Valley. Um, and if you are coming from out of town, if you're not in the Bay Area, and you want to spend the night, we have space for um, you to stay either before the day before and or the day after, depending on what your flight or drive time is. So that is also available to you. And that's just included in the price of the, um, of the, of the program of the VIP day. So that's also an option. If you want to come to Mill Valley and see how charming and amazing and beautiful it is. And the other big piece of big news is that, you know, for a really long time, and actually I built my business around having one-on-one clients and I am no longer taking one-on-one clients the way that I have really since I started my business. Now, obviously VIP days are one-on-one, but in terms of like, you know, the long-term clients working with with them over months at a time, that's not going to exist the way it used to. And the way it's going to look from the, from here on out is within the Love Incubator. Now, if you've been around me for a while, you know that the Love Incubator is my small group coaching program. And it's really the step between one-on-one and the Love Action Tribe. So it's not quite as much one-on-one as Love Action or as the one-on-one program, obviously. And obviously, it's a lot more coaching directly from me than the Love um, Love Action Tribe And so it's been like that, but I wanted to shift it. So the Love Incubator is now pretty much a one-on-one program with a small group element, but I enroll it once a year. And then once that's filled, that's done. And then we'll do the same thing in 2020. So if you've been thinking about working with me one-on-one, um, at some point, then just know that the Love Incubator enrollment is coming up soon. And that'll be the only way to work with me one-on-one this year. And if you don't do it then, then you'll have to wait till 2020. So just know that that's coming up. So keep an eye on your email and here on the podcast for more information about how you can enroll. And if you want to get in on early enrollment and like make sure that you get your spot because there's limited spots, then send me an email, hello at veronicagrant.com and just put Love Incubator in the subject line. And then finally, the last thing I I promise. And this is the love quiz that I created this year. And I love this love quiz. So I've talked about it a little bit more on the podcast, less so in my email. But if you know that you have a love block or something's blocking you and creating the relationship that you want, and you're not really sure what it is, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. And you can take a quick little quiz there. Literally, I think it only takes like three or four minutes to take. And it'll help you see what your love block is. And then depending on what your love block is, I will send you a specialized guide for that specific love block. So you can begin to clear it. So to take that, it's veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. Now, so that's a lot of change coming up in my business, but things that aren't changing is the podcast. The podcast is going to stay the same. We're going to do every other week coaching every, and then those other, every other weeks will be a solo show and then a guest expert. And I will continue sending out uh, love potion emails every Thursday morning. So make sure you're on my email list. And of course, I'll still be all over the Instagram. So you can come over and find me, Veronica E. Grant. And uh, just, and there I share like little daily musings, also lots of pictures and videos of cute puppies. Okay, so enough of that. Let's get on to today's episode. So I have Mandy on the show with me. And Mandy is asking a question around how can she, 
you know, let her guard down. She's, she's actually been in relationships that have been emotionally abusive. And now she's in a relationship that seems to be going well, but she's afraid she's going to make the same mistakes that she's made in the past. So she's never experienced a healthy kind of relationship like this before. And she wants to know how can she let her guard down without um, exposing herself to getting hurt the way she's been hurt in the past. I love this question. And this is a a big question that I get from a lot, a lot of women. So I'm really excited to be working with her on this. So if you struggle with vulnerability, if you struggle with trusting yourself, like, well, all my other relationships have been crappy. How do I know this isn't going to be also crappy? If you struggle with any of that kind of stuff, then this uh, coaching podcast is going to be really, really beneficial for you. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Welcome Hello. to the show. How can I help you today? Um, I don't really know where to start. Um, I, um, my relationships have, they've not been brief. They've lasted a couple of years, but they've not lasted. Um, um, and my previous relationship was emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. And I've re- I'm really stuck at the moment around um, just letting somebody in. And um, being, I don't know, letting my guard down, I suppose, um, because it's he it, it left four and a half years ago um, and I've had one relationship since and that helped me to feel a bit more confident about myself, um, but he wasn't the right one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And I have started dating again, and it's he's a really nice guy, and he's not what I would normally go for. Um, but I'm just going with it, um, and I'm trying to just be in the moment rather than future tripping, and trying to think about what what it could be and what 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 it may be in the future and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of. Um, bit of nerves, a bit excited as well. Um, but really, um, it's trying to understand where I've gone wrong in the past and trying not to make those mistakes again. Okay. So it seems like your question is really about, one, I mean, like you just said, like where you went wrong in the past, so you don't make that mistake again. But also it seems like the question is, how do I let my guard down without exposing myself to get hurt like I did last time. Does that make sense? Or is that that all accurate? Yes, it does. Okay. 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 So tell me like, you know, when you're in this relationship and you're on a date or you're hanging out or you're talking on the phone or texting or whatever, what's the fear? Like what's the actual, like, I know you might be scared of like rejection, but like specifically, like, what are you afraid of? Like, what are the voices in your head saying? Um, the voices in my head are saying, you're fine on your own, Mandy. You don't need this. It could go wrong again. You you might get hurt again. Um, they're saying... Um, but on the other hand, they're also saying, you deserve some happiness, so just go with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the... You know, you'd be fine on your own you know, just being on your own, like living life, whatever with just Mandy. 
What does that remind you of? Or when have you heard that before? I don't know. Um, I, I just tell myself it all the time because it's just a case of this is me. I, I've I've fought tooth and nail for where I am right now. Um, I'm independent. Um, never re- I've never really had financial support from my parents. Mm-hmm. Occasionally when I've broken down emotionally, then they've come to my rescue. Um, but, the, but mostly it's been a case I've been, I've been left to my own devices and that's from a very early age. I've, I've felt no emotional um, support, no... Um, you know, I, I wasn't able to ask questions about things and get a positive grown-up answer when I was younger. It was just, um, don't be silly, brush it under carpet, um, or you'll have to talk to somebody else about that because I can't talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's, it was like that when I was younger. Um, okay, so then the voices in your head are your parents because you're basically saying like, you know, to yourself with this relationship, you're like, you're you're basically just trying to like suck it up, Mandy. Like you're going to be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's what I got. Right, but, and that's your parents' voice. Yeah. So what we have to do is we have to separate how you really feel and give your parents. Um, opinions beliefs thoughts all that stuff back to them because who does it belong to yeah it belongs okay. to them yeah it does yeah it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't belong to to you but you've taken it on but the good news and i assume this is a generational pattern like yeah obviously something happened when they were growing up or raised were raised certain ways and they're just doing the best they can and yes. doing what they yeah. know yeah like, i don't think like no one's like acting out of malice here no, everyone's no. always doing the best they can, even if what they're doing is not great, right? Yeah. So okay, so then, um, what's your relationship like now with your parents? Um, it's a lot better. I, I spent a lot of years not talking to them, not seeing them for a long time, um, and I, 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 got, I got pregnant when I was forty. I didn't think I could have children, um, and since then they've been really supportive, um, and they've been there really um I'm not saying that they look after her at all it's just that they come round, they spend time with her then they leave on their terms um but it's it's nice it's nice to know that they're there and it's nice to um after a after a long time of not having any contact with them or very little contact with them it's nice to actually spend some quality time with them and get to know them a little bit. And I think I have put some of my demons to bed, to be honest, because some of the assumptions that I had around my parents and, and why they were like they were um, are actually quite different to, to the reality. Um, my my mum uh, was brought up by her grandma, which is where the emotional detachment comes from. Mm. Um, and I speak to my mum now about how lucky she was to have my grandma um and um and I, th- I think she would have turned out different if she hadn't have had my grandma with her but but with my mum it's all very um she doesn't answer she doesn't talk back right. it's just very brief conversations so let me ask you this. So, okay, you've talked to your parent, or at least your mom. Have you talked to your dad about his upbringing and childhood and stuff? 
Um, <laughs> my dad's uh, a torment and is uh, cheeky and he's got three, uh, two brothers and a sister. Um, mm. And he was the the cheeky one, the rogue one. Um, and he's, and I've realised that he's recently that he was the one that he he um, talks through his sense of humour. But sometimes it's not humorous. It's it's um, it's like children um, arguing, not not arguing, but. Um, but how? Old, let me ask you this: Like, how do you have you like? You know, I don't necessarily need to know exactly everything that, you know, happened, but have you talked to him about his childhood? Like, do you understand why he acts the way he does? Or or is that just kind of like, you're not really sure? Um, I'm not really sure. And I, and I think part okay. of it is that there was four children and it was attention. That, okay. he, it, that, was, that was how he got attention. That's what I can gather from it. Okay. 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 Got it. And so um, at least, okay. So it's, it does seem though, like as an adult, you're logically able to see your parents and their experience as humans. And then this is why or how they raise their kids. Right. Yeah. So let's go back though, to when you're dating this guy and, um, and you're, um, you know, texting him or hanging out and you're like starting to get nervous about, you know, like what's going to happen. Maybe I should just, you know, just be, you know, just figure this out or I just need to like, just be on my own or be independent or whatever. Um, how old do you feel in that moment? Um, probably about 11. Yeah, because here's, here's the thing. Like, I think it's really helpful. And I think it's part of the healing process to have conversations with your parents so that you can understand why they do what they do or why they believe what they believe so that it's easier to be like, oh, these are your beliefs. This is how you were raised or this is what happened to you and give it back. But that's very much operating on the conscious level. And the thing about humans is that most of what we do, like most of our beliefs, our actions, our habits, all that kind of stuff, all happens at the subconscious, the unconscious level, right? And that's kind of where the inner child lives. And so your inner child hasn't really you know, it's not that she needs to grow up, but because um, she's your inner child, but she needs to be healed. And how do you think you've been healing her all this time? Um, Don't give me like the, oh, I'm talking to Veronica and she's my coach answer. Like, how do you think, like thinking about your past relationships, the things you've done the past 10, 20, 30 years, how do you feel like you've been trying to heal her? Um, I, I, I think I've sought solace from friends and from family, to be honest. I, I think um, because I wasn't getting it at home, I used to talk to, I, I had a best friend um, that I don't talk to anymore, um, that I used to offload and, and I kind I had a second family. Um, and it were probably from around 11 years old that um, I started to go and mm-hmm. spend a lot more time with mm-hmm. my friend and, the, and her so let me family. ask you this from where do you think you are attracting these previous relationships you know because you, you what part of your question is understanding why you've attracted um, i'm 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 quite caring um giving my my friend was very demanding um when i was little um so so my best friend was my best friend since i was three mm-hmm. and 
all the time it was all on her terms and she was quite demanding so I was quite people pleasing um and I um the um the way that I am is it wasn't my environment so I had to be polite and I had to be um a good, a good girl that's not um, how you are that's what you learned yeah yeah um but she she was my, my best friend was the one that was um called the shots and and I just went along with stuff and I think I'm just I'm I'm very adaptable a very and very changeable and I don't if something if something changes I adapt really really well um but to a really fault quickly. sorry to a fault yeah yeah okay. everything that I do I, I adapt really really quickly um and I, and I think that's just through not having that stability when I was a child I mean yes I have my parents um <coughs> But they weren't, I didn't feel like they were, they behaved like everybody else's parents. Um, and I know that in the past, when I've attracted relationships, I have, um, I've been the mothering one. I've been, and I've, I feel like I've been my parents' parents for a, a long, long time. Um, cause my How have you been your parents' parents? Um you don't do this what are you doing that for why are you doing it this way or they used to ask me about how things worked and, and what you do with things and um did you give would you say you gave your partners um you know you said you're kind of like the mothering one did yeah. you did you give the, your partners what you wish you had gotten from your mom yeah I think I did yeah okay how do you give that to yourself probably just have a conversation with myself <laughs> and say um it'll be okay um just go with it just I, I'm, a, I'm a planner as well and an organizer so I, I'd probably just say put these steps in place but then that's my mom okay so Mandy here's something I want you to do like probably like I haven't counted but maybe like 10 times over the past few minutes we've been talking you say I'm a this kind of person. I'm a that kind of person. You know, I'm a planner. I'm, I like track people from here. I, you know, do this. I do that. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. And a lot of it is, I mean, yeah, I'm a planner too. Like there's some truth to it, but I think a lot of it is a very narrow way that you look at yourself and the world. And a lot of that came from your childhood of how, you know, it's not that like you're actually born a certain way. It's that you, it's more of like, a nurture thing rather than a nature thing. And I want you to be able to separate it because as long as you believe that you're just this kind of person or you're just that kind of person, whether or not it's quote unquote good thing, then it's going to be really hard to grow because it can just really easily be like, well, this is how I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It does, it's, yeah. it's really hard to, um, to, to, to grow from that place. And like all these things that you're telling me, like, I don't actually know if that's how you're, um, you are at your true estate. Like, I'm not really sure. I'm not actually really buying that you're all of these things that you say you are. Like, I, I think that, and not that like, 
you know, you don't have some of these talents. Like I think being a planner and organizer is a talent. Like not everyone is good at it and you might just be really good and that's awesome. But even, even so it's not who you are. Right. And a lot of this, and you learned to adopt or adapt because you were raised in a house where you weren't allowed to feel how you felt. Yeah. Probably didn't really feel like a kid a lot of the times. Yeah probably felt resentful. Like why, why are my friend's parents like this? I mean, you tell me that, you know, you had this best friend since you were three years old, but I'm not even convinced she was like a good friend. No, I've, I've realized that over the last few years, right. Thinking things about, she she wasn't a real, she was just, I was just the plaything that she played with when she wanted me. And then she, when she didn't want me, she just tossed me to one side. Right. And how does that, and how does that reflect the romantic partnerships you had as an adult, not including this one? Um, that's pretty much how it, how it went really. Um, right. It was, I've been, I've been in several relationships and when they've had enough of me, they've just either gone off with somebody else or. Um, right. And how did, and, and, and why did little, little Mandy, you know, we can just talk about the friendship, like, why did she hang out with this girl who wasn't very nice to her for so long? Um, to feel wanted, I think. Right. Uh, I, to be perfectly honest, it wasn't that. Well, it was to feel wanted, but I've just realised that it was her family. That she had. A, she had a, a loving family. Her mum and dad cared. Her mum and dad um, did things with her. Um, and I think I wanted a piece of that. And it probably wasn't even her. It was her family that I cherished really yeah. in, the, in the relationship. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's very natural to, when you're not getting the, the mothering or fathering that you want, to look out for other adults who could fit into that space. Like, I think that's really normal. Um, I also think that with this girl, there was probably you're just getting attention. Like, yeah. even if you're her plaything and it wasn't nice, like when you were her plaything, somebody wanted to play with you. Yeah. Give you attention yeah. and, and be with you. And, and you didn't get that at home and you're, and then, you know, that core wound never got healed. And then that's where you attracted the relationship. So when you want to talk about like, okay, what mistakes did you make in the past? It's not that you made a mistake, right? Like you were doing the best you could at the time. Like you didn't feel safety, security, loved. And these are all very, very basic human needs, not even desires, but needs, right? So you were doing the absolute best you could. You were trying to make yourself feel safe, secure, and loved. Yeah. And, and you were seeking that out first with this friend. And then, you know, of course she had these amazing parents. And so that could help heal that wound a little bit, but But then as you grow, grew up without really healing this wound, you just looked for it in men or you look for men to fill that, fill that void for you. So the mistake, like I'm not, I'm putting this in air quotes and I know you can see it, but people listening to the podcast won't be able to see the air quotes, but the mistake you made is um, looking outside of yourself to fill this core wound. And I think this has like created like a ricochet of other, you know, issues like around trusting yourself um, and, and then this is what's really caused this fear of, oh my gosh, if I open myself up, I'm going to get hurt because it's not just rejection that happens 
when a relationship doesn't go the way you want it to go, it's reopening that core wound of not having mom and dad. Yeah. And that's that's why it feels like, like not just like, I mean, rejection always hurts, right? Like you can do all the inner child work you want you can do all the healing and growth, but rejection hurts. And that's just human. Like there's no way getting around that. Right. But when it just feels like a part of you is just like ripped out and like, you don't even know what you're going to do with yourself when it just feels like extra intense. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe the difference between normal rejection hurt and like when it's being a triggered rejection hurt, but I mean, different for every person actually. But, um, you know, I think that's what creates the intense fear. It's cause like, you don't want to feel like you're 11 years old again. And I don't blame you. <coughs> yeah. And, and when I have let some men in and, um, and th- they've been pushing for my attention um, and I've, liked that attention and and let them in um they've abused that yep. trust that I've, that I've given of course, them because, because who is that going to attract think about it like it's very like human behavior is very very predictable and I really believe this even in relationships like I get emails and calls from people like you wouldn't believe blah blah blah, blah. or like I just he just totally blindsided me and I'm like mm, no I don't, I don't actually buy that um it's human behavior is very very predictable so who do you think would be attracted to someone who's kind of, you know, needing someone to like be attached to basically. Yeah. The ones that want to control you and manipulate you. And, exactly. And that's what, and that comes from their own pain and that's their stuff, right? Like, yeah. like that, like they're not doing that out of malice either. Right. Like that comes from their own pain. I truly believe that's how humans, you know, act from their own pain. Um, and so, can you see how if you, and then you've already been doing, I mean, you're in the tribe, so you're already doing this and you've attracted this seemingly great guy so far, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so the work really isn't like, how is this relation? Like, how do I act in this relationship? Because like, if you try to like act a certain way, so you don't screw it up <laughs> and those are all in your quotes. Um, then you're really not going to be acting like yourself. You're not going to feel like yourself and you're just going to feel kind of like very rocky. Like you're, you know, on a, you know, a stand-up paddleboard or something. You're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right. Can you see that? Yes, I can. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, I'm, I'm usually the type of person that would like make suggestions, do things for people, help them okay here here we go here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you here i'm usually the type of person that does but what i'm gonna say is Uh in this relationship i haven't good i've i've been he's had issue a problem not issues but problems with vehicles and whatnot and i've asked him well what are you going to do about it then rather than me try and fix it or give him a suggestion so and i feel that I'm giving him the power to solve his own problems rather than me trying to fix them for him. And that's something that I've learned over the last few months. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So let's, I want to practice them and give you some, some tools. So you're in the tribe. So you have the inner child work. I don't know if you're, and I'm sure you've already done some of it, but I want you to go back specifically for, you know, little Mandy not feeling or not having the parents that, she wish she had. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want you to write a forgiveness letter 
from the from 11 year old Mandy yeah not from present day Mandy because like present day Mandy kind of gets it yeah <clears throat> she's an adult she logically gets it she sees her parents as humans but her 11 year old Mandy isn't there and that's the one who's getting triggered and the one who's feeling the fear and the one who's um calling the shots essentially because remember most things we do come from our subconscious mind um so write a forgiveness letter to your parents from 11 year old Mandy um the other thing that I want you to do is write down, and this might just be like an ongoing thing as things come up, as you just catch yourself saying things to either people or yourself. Um, but notice when you say something like, I'm this kind of person, or I'm that kind of person or whatever, and start writing a list, like compile a list. And then what I want you to do is like, go through each of those things you write down and either A, trace them back to, oh, this isn't how I really am. This is just what I did because of how, or what happened, you know, when I was 11 or what happened when I was growing up. And also write down like how this isn't really true about you. And even if there is truth behind it, you know, like you're an organized person, you're a planner, like how is it true, but how is it not really you at the same time? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, basically, like, I just want you to, to, I I think that you've, you know, you, you didn't get love from mom and dad that you wanted. And when that doesn't happen as a kid, what, um, you know, when you're little, your much of your identity is wrapped around who your parents are and that love and that bond. Right. And so you didn't get that. Right. And so not only does that make you want to attract people who kind of can fill that void in that pain, um, for you. But I think also what it does is it has you looking outside yourself, like, well, who am I? You know? Yeah. Like, like, who am I in the world? Um, And I think that creates like a strong attachment to, oh, I'm this kind of person. I'm that kind of person. And yeah, you might have tendencies like that, right? Like, I don't know. Are you Capricorn? He says you're a planner and organized. (laughs) Or maybe you're you're what? Aquarius, which is the next one up. Oh, okay. So I don't know, maybe Capricorn is like your rising, your moon sign or something. I don't know. Maybe there's just a lot of in your chart, but so maybe there is like some natural tendencies, but it's still not who you are. You know what I mean? Um, and so okay. I want to start unraveling that so you can really connect with you, like who you are. Cause like what you are or who you are is just, you're just like, you're just like a soul, like everyone else, like a divine soul. And when you can connect with that part, then then you're also less needing to get attention from other people or get their love by pleasing, helping them. And also that's what makes rejection a lot easier. So it's like, okay, this things isn't, this didn't work out. This hurts, disappointed. Those things are all normal, completely normal, hundred percent normal. Um, but it's not like this, you know, no one wants to be with me. I'll never be loved Um, because I think that's what's so terrifying about taking your walls down. It's not about being rejected. It's about what happens when that core wound gets reopened, but the more you connect with really who you are and not just like all of these things that, you know, you created a story around. Um, Yeah, it, it hurts, but it doesn't, it doesn't really bring down your worthiness. Your worthiness doesn't have to change when you get rejected. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose that's, that's why I'm not, 
I haven't really let anybody in because I didn't want to be open that wound and I didn't want to feel that hurt again. Right. And like, you know, no matter what, it's always your job to heal that wound. You know, even if it was created there by your parents, your parents didn't mean to, but it's still a story you created around your upbringing. And so therefore it's, I mean, it's all, we're always responsible for our own stuff. Like, you know, that's just how it is. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's simple, but it's, it's a process, right? I mean, you know, this, right. You're in the tribe. It's, it's definitely like, okay, this is working. This is working. Like, and then something happens and something gets reopened when you're still in the healing process. It's kind of like, I don't know, like this think of like a scab, like it's, gets cut open when it, as it's healing, like, Oh, now I got to start over again. Not, you're not really starting over, but you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's a process. I do. Yeah. How are you feeling now? Um, enlightened I think <laughs> it does make sense what you're saying because when I do say things it is my mum's voice that's coming out um and I, I need to recognize that and I need to um like you say just think about why I'm saying things like like I am yeah um <laughs> and, and if it's your mom's voice another thing you can do is just and just like say oh, oh that's my mom's voice mom I'm giving that back to you and then just redirect the thoughts. And then what would mother say? Yeah. Like, okay, like, like this is my mother's voice. This is my mother's opinion. I'm giving this back to her. What's really true for me right now? Or what's real right now? And, like, even just asking yourself that can really ground you and bring you back to present time. So, you know, let's say your mom's voice is saying, like, well, you should just be independent. Like, just forget about it, you know? Like, just ignore it. And <clears throat> and you're like, okay, mom. And you're like, you're just saying this to yourself. You're not actually having a conversation with it, but you're saying, okay, mom, this is your, this is yours. I'm giving it back. Thank you for letting me have it because it kept me safe for a long time when I didn't have the tools to keep me safe. So thank you. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> um, but it's yours and I don't need it anymore. So I'm giving it back. Yeah. And then just ask yourself, what's real? Okay. What's real is I have this guy. He's different from everyone else I've dated. He's really nice. Yeah. I don't mother him. I don't know what's going to happen, but right now this is all real because it's in present time. And then you just, that's where you ground your thoughts. That's where you ground yourself. Um, and, you know, the last thing I'll just say, and this just reminded me that I need to say this after giving you this example is, you know, we're not, um, you know, all the, t- the ways in which you coped and trying to keep yourself safe for the last however many years, um, you know, it's not bad. I don't want you to like be angry at yourself or your parents or, um, regretful or anything like that because you're doing the best you could with the tools and knowledge you have at the time. And now you just know new and different tools. And so now you're going to focus on using those and be so grateful for your inner child and your mother's voice for keeping you safe. Yeah. Keeping you safe because, because that is probably what got you out of some of those relationships that ended up being abusive. Yeah. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, definitely. So it kept you safe and so have so much gratitude because if you judge yourself for it, that's when you spiral. That's when you go down rabbit holes. That's when you just recycle the same old emotions or beliefs over and over and over and over again. And it's really hard to get out of that. But if you just say, thank you so much, inner child. I'm so glad you kept me safe. Um, Then you can, you know, put that um, to the side and then, you know, move forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Thank you, Veronica. Great. Thank you so much. I hope this was helpful. Thank you. You're a superstar. (laughs) 
Thank you so much to Mandy for coming onto the show. As always, it is so vulnerable to ask just any kind of deep, hard question that brings up a lot. But then to do that on a podcast episode takes even more vulnerability and courage. And Mandy, your question, I know, has helped so many women um, because, you know, this isn't the first time I've heard this question. I know it won't be the last. And I know there's lots of women who are on, who are listening to this podcast who, you know, may not have wanted to ask this question because maybe felt ashamed or like they were the only ones. And, and I hope that this episode has allowed people to not feel so quite so alone. So there's a lot going on in this episode. And obviously if we were working together longer, there'd be, you know, we could probably spend a whole episode or a whole hour of me coaching on the five big themes that I pulled out from this episode. But I just want to pull out the big things so that you can um, have some really tangible ways to work through it. Now, the five big themes may not quite apply to each and every one of you, but if you struggle with opening up and like being um, and, and having a lot of fear around rejection and things like that and understanding, quote unquote, what you did wrong, then at least one of these themes will apply. So I encourage you to work through at least one of the exercises or tools that I give for each of the themes. So obviously, first and foremost, this show goes a lot back to childhood and parents. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know, that's probably not surprising. If you're one of my clients, you definitely know that's not surprising. If you're in a love action tribe, you know, that's not surprising. You know, and, and our parents and our childhood has really created the way in which we see the world. And whether or not anything, quote unquote, bad happened in your childhood, there's things that happen to you. And then there's the things that you make it mean. And as you can see from my conversation with Mandy, she made a lot of things mean a lot of things, right? Or she, she, a lot of things happened to her and she made it mean a lot of things. And we'll get to that in a second. And so, um, I think that going back to parents and inner child is basically the most important thing. And if you're only going to do one thing ever in the work that I teach you or in the work that I do, then this would be it like more than anything else. Because a lot of times people just stick with the affirmations and the mantras and like the willpower and that's all on the mental level. And that's really great. But I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. Willpower doesn't work. Willpower doesn't work. And when you're only operating on the mental and not shifting why those mental patterns and beliefs exist in the first place, then it's just not really going to be sustainable. And it's not really going to create any lifelong changes. Like I've said before, there's a reason why diets don't work because they come from willpower and they don't work. Okay. So Mandy is very aware that she didn't get the love she wanted from her parents. And it was, you know, it's a core wound. It's a, and she was very aware of it of a child. So aware that she you know, befriended this girl who wasn't really that nice to her. And she attracted men later in life that also really weren't that nice to her. And I think there's a lot of parallels and Mandy admitted this between this best friend and all of the men that she dated as an adult until the one that she is with now. And, you know, she said she met this best friend when she was three years old. So even at three years old, she had a very strong conscious that or awareness that her parents weren't giving her love, support, comfort, safety, all of those things that she saw other parents do, or at least that she uh, innately desired, right? Like I think we'd innately desire that kind of love, comfort and support and security. And she wasn't getting it. So at three years old, she befriended this girl who wasn't really nice to her, but at least gave her the attention that she was craving. So I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago, 
maybe a month ago at this point, I will put it, the link in the show notes on how to start doing inner child work. So if you're one of my clients, if you're in the Love Action Tribe, we have a month on doing inner child work. And if you're not one of my clients, then make sure you listen to the episode so you can at least get started on your own. And again, I can't remember the link. It's not that far back after, um, before this episode, but I will put the episode in the show notes so you can listen to that and start doing some of the inner child work. And also, if you're in the Love Action Tribe, we're actually going to do a month specifically on parents coming up. I think it'll be in March. So make sure that you look out for that theme because if you have any core wounding around parents, which we all do, then uh, that theme will help a lot when we get to it in a couple of months. So the next big theme is the things that she says about herself. You'll notice that she said, I'm this kind of person, I'm that kind of person, or I'm not this kind of person, I'm not that kind of person. And she said that over and over and over again, and I had to stop her. And even after we hung up, or after we stopped recording and we chatted for a few minutes after our call, she still said it. And so this is going to be a really, and this is more operating on the mental, right? But what makes the mental possible is when she does the emotional, spiritual work underneath, which is healing the core wound in the first place. The next piece would be then to shift the habit. And the habit is, I'm this kind of person. I'm that kind of person. I'm just a nurturing person. I'm just a mothering person. Well, is that really true? And even if there's truth or there's like, quote unquote, good qualities to it, how does that prohibit her to connect with herself and to really figure out who she is at a core level? Because you know, being an organized person, which by the way, she's uh, Virgo rising, not Capricorn, which makes sense for the organized. <laughs> we talked about that again after we we uh, stopped recording. But anyways, <clears throat> side note, um, uh, how does that prohibit her from really connecting with herself? And when she's not really connecting with herself and have a strong sense of identity of, as to who she is, then of course, rejection is going to hurt because she's probably also wrapped up her um, identity in that relationship or in that person. And, um, and it's just not really going to be, you know, super helpful. So just by catching yourself, Oh, is that really true? Or where does that come from? Why do I think this about myself? And again, and there might be truth to it, and there might be good qualities, but it's still not who you are, because who you are at a soul level is like, you're, you're a divine being, like you're a soul, you're like, you're a product of the divine, the universe, God, whatever your, your, um, you know, whatever your belief system is, but when you can really connect to that, then you're really able to connect with yourself. And that really helps you to heal that core wound and to fill that void. Because if you just connect with, you know, your identity with things outside of you or concepts or ideas that are outside of you, then every time you get rejected or something doesn't go the way you want it to go, all it does is just like a mess up with your identity. And that hurts and is really hard. But then also it just reopens that core wound again and again and again and again. And that really hurts. And that's what's created this fear around her. Like I need to have my walls up because this really freaking hurts. But I know I need to take them down in order to have the relationship that I want. And that's what has created this conundrum that she is in. And then the next thing is rejection. Rejection will always hurt. Right. And I talked about this a little bit, so this will be quick. Rejection will always hurt. There's no way around it. I don't care how much inner child work. I don't care how much parent work you've done. I don't care how enlightened or involved, evolved or work you've done. Like rejection will hurt. And that's just human nature. And that's normal. And you've got to be able to accept that if you are so averse, so opposed to feeling rejected or being rejected or making sure that you're not rejected or having control so that you don't get rejected or you at least try to protect yourself from getting rejected you're going to have a really, really hard time finding the love that you want because you're just going to try to be controlling everything. And when you're trying to control everything, there's just no way in hell that you are really going to be 
treat yourself and really able to connect with the person across the table from you on your date. So part of this is just accepting that rejection is going to hurt. But rejection hurts a lot more when your worth or identity is wrapped up in another person or another relationship or some idea or concept outside of you. Because then once that shakes up, then like not only are you being rejected, but you're also kind of dealing with an identity crisis or a worthiness crisis. And that hurts a lot more. Or when you're, um, when a relationship is filling that void, right for you, and then that relationship goes or they disappoint you and that void gets you know, unfilled or that core wound gets reopened, that hurts a lot more than just quote unquote regular rejection too. So know that rejection will always hurt, but it's going to hurt a lot more if your worth identity or core wounds or um, your void is wrapped up in something or someone else. And then finally, or not finally, but number four is knowing whose voice is that. So this is a great exercise I do with all of my clients. And, you know, I'll have to say, okay, well, what is that voice? Like, what is that fear saying? What is that anxiety saying? What is, you know, this saying? And um, when you can get really clear, not just like, oh, I'm afraid of rejection or, oh, you know, I don't feel good enough. Like, yes, those might be true, but those are very broad general statements that anyone can probably say. But what specifically is it saying? And when you can get really clear on that, then often you will find that that voice sounds very, very familiar like someone else's. And a lot of times you might say, oh, well, that's my voice. That's me. And I say, no, you didn't come out of the womb saying that or feeling that way, right? You learn that from somewhere. And so your job is to identify where did you learn that? Because you got to give that voice back to whoever it belonged to or that opinion or that belief, whoever it belonged to, because it's not you, it's not yours. It was given to you, but you didn't want it. So it's time to give it back, right? So Manny discovered that the voices in her head were mostly her mom's, her mom's voice, right? It was very similar to what her mom was saying about emotions and just brush it under the rug, get over it, move on, whatever, deal with it, right? So that was very much in line with what she was telling herself about the guy that she was dating now, but also the relationship says she's been in the past. So you have to give it back to yourself and, or give it back to her or whoever it came from. And then ask yourself what's real. And that will ground you in present time. So, okay, mom, or okay, voice, like this is, this is mom's. I'm going to give it back to you, mom. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing it with me and letting me use it for all this time and borrow it, but I'm giving it back to you. And then redirect the thoughts by asking yourself what's real, what is actually true. Like, and, and how, you know, something is real, like not like, well, this could happen or that could happen. That's not real. It's not present time. What do you know is real? Like, what do you actually know? You could prove in a court of law, right? You could prove in a court of law that something happened. So like, I'm talking like you would have to pull phone records to show me that he called you or he texted you or whatever, right? What is actually real and not what you think is real in your head. That's going to ground you back in present time and help you to just move through one step at a time because ultimately that's all you can do. And then finally, what is really going to hinder your growth and your sh- and your shifting in this area is if you judge yourself or if you're angry at yourself for all the years that you allowed you know these bad guys to be in your life or allowed these toxic relationships to go on and on or to hold yourself back or play small or like whatever it is. If you judge yourself or if you're angry at yourself for recognizing these unhealthy or just limiting behaviors, then you're going to have a really, really hard time moving on for them because at some level, you're almost like kind of punishing yourself. And it just spirals into a lot of guilt and resentment towards yourself and regurgitating emotions. And that makes it really, really hard. What you have to recognize is that you were doing the best you could at the time with the tools and knowledge you had. That is truth. Like there is there, I, I can say that is 100% true about every single person listening to this podcast episode who 
you know, might have regretted some past behaviors or relationships or actions, right? You were doing the best you could at the time with the tools and knowledge that you had. And not only that, those, those things kept you safe, right? Just like I said with, with Mandy, her, um, her limiting beliefs and those, um, and those playing small actions, I guess you could say, kept her safe, right? Like they kept, they eventually got her out of those unhealthy, toxic relationships, and, and, and they probably did the same for you. Maybe it kept you out of relationships. Maybe it got you out of relationships. Maybe it kept you safe from certain situations, whatever it was. Or maybe it just kept you emotionally safe so you didn't set yourself up for as much emotional pain. But obviously, there's very big downsides to these types of behaviors and limiting beliefs. And so it's time to let them go because now you know, you know different and new tools to help you, yes, keep you safe, but then also allow you to have what you want in your life, which is a healthy, loving, deep relationship. So you've actually got to have so much gratitude. I hear a lot of people saying, well, I got to get my inner child in line or like my inner child is dumb or she always holds me back or she does this. Like, no, she loves you. She's keeping you safe. She's holding you back because she doesn't want you to get hurt. And you have to look at it from that type of perspective in order to truly heal. Otherwise, it's just going to be really, really, really hard to move on. All right. So that is my show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please leave a quick rating or review on the show. All you have to do on iTunes is scroll down on the bottom of the main page of the podcast and um, there's some stars, tap the stars. And if you have a couple extra seconds, please leave a review. It really helps to grow the show and to ensure the continuation of the show and to get this show into the earbuds of more women just like you. And after you do that, I'd love to know your thoughts. Come find me on Instagram. That's the best place you can do that. You can leave a comment on one of my photos. You can send me a DM. I would just love to know what your what your thoughts are with this episode, what you learned, and what questions you have so I can create uh, new and awesome content for you moving forward. All right, my dear, that is all I have for you today. And I will see you next week with a brand new episode on the podcast. And it's all about if you have a fear or intimidation around men. It's a good one. See you there. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.